Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Tonight, I'm going to share just a few things um, that are on my heart about obstruction uh, to answered prayers. And so there's obstruction that we see all around us. You know, it's going on, but there's obstruction also in your praying and receiving answers to your prayers. There's things that block. There's things that stop. There's things that dam up. Um, to keep the flow of you receiving an answer to your prayer? And don't you want to know about those things? Well, tonight I don't have time to talk about a whole lot of that, but I am going to talk about one thing uh, to you, and I want you to uh, turn to Mark 11, 24 through verse number 26, and we're going to read here together. And to some of us, this is a very familiar scripture to us, Uh, To some, maybe not. I understand that every time that we come together, there's people on different levels in this church. I mean, some people think, oh yeah, we've heard that before. Everybody knows that. You don't even have a clue. You need to open your eyes. There's people, there's babies, there's people in the middle, there's mature saints. We're all at different levels. And so, you know, when we talk, we're just not talking to one group. We're talking so everybody can get it, latch hold of it, and pull you up to where you need to be and you can grow. Amen? So I understand that some people might have heard it, but I understand that maybe many have not. Uh, verse number 24, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Now, when you have a desire for something, it doesn't mean, oh, well, I might like to have that. That's not what desire means. It's a deep hunger. It's something within you that grabs hold of you and that you are believing for and you do not relent and you will not release. Whatever you desire when you pray, There's got to be a desire when you pray. You know, and Eddie's uh, said this many times, and it's so good when when he says it, it just resonates with me. You know, many people don't really believe when they ask for things that God's going to give it to them. They don't even really want it. Don't pray for things like that. Pray for things that you desire. Uh, So he said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe that you shall receive them means believe that you take them. That's what that means. So when you pray over that desire that is in your heart and you come before God, you believe that you receive it, that is yours, that you reach into that realm of the unseen and that faith that you have and the desire in your heart is what helps you retrieve it back and receive it. No faith. I was ministering to someone this week and they find themselves in a, you know, a really uh, urgent situation. And I told them, you know, we're not just praying here and hoping, even though we do have hope. We have hope in the Lord, hope in His Word, hope that He'll do what He said, but we have faith. That's what we have. We have faith. And faith says, God said it. I can see it. I believe it. 
I receive it and it's mine. You've got to personally receive from the Lord. Personally. Make it personal. Make it personal, okay? All right, so we see then it takes faith to receive and to take what belongs to you. And listen to this. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. I want us to look at that uh, for just a minute. God wants to answer your prayers, but there's an obstruction to our prayers. There's a hindrance. There's something that blocks and stands in the way. Here's your answer. Here's unforgiveness, and here's God. And so the unforgiveness is an obstruction. It's an obstruction that stops what God wants to do in your life. Now, I know as well as I know my name that I'm supposed to share this truth tonight. And I know that people hear it, will hear it here on my podcast or, you know, wherever it may go. But somebody is supposed to hear what I'm saying right now. So God wants to answer, answer our prayers, but there's things that stand between us receiving what belongs to us, what God wants to get to us, and what we actually receive. So sometimes those um, obstacles, the obstruction is standing in the way from us to getting that. And so what do we have to do then? We have to release things and we have to forgive. Oh, I know that. Yes, we have to forgive. But I want to bring some things to your attention. Sometimes you can have unforgiveness in your life and you don't even know it. Do you believe that? Well, it's happened to me before. And I can remember, you know, serving the Lord for a good period of time, uh, you know, being in ministry and doing what I do. And, and just all of a sudden, one day, I guess when I was ready to hear it or I was open to hear it, I don't know. But God just dropped into my spirit and He said, you need to forgive these people. And I said, really? He said, yes. And I'll tell you what it was. It was when my father passed away at 48 years of age. Um, he worked so hard in that church that he was in. And those people, they, they absolutely loved him. But, I mean, every little thing, run to the hospital, run here, run there, do this for them, do that for them. And so me being so young, when he passed away, I was 19 years old. And so being, you know, when you're that age, you know, if my dad were, you know, here now and he were older and he went home to be with the Lord, well, I would miss him. I would love him, you know, all of that. But when you're a young girl like that and your dad is so young, it's, it's like devastating. He, he was just wrenched out of my life and I needed him. You know, he was a rock. I needed him. And so <coughs> consequently, what happened, and I didn't even know it, is I got bitter against those people. I got bitter against them because I felt like they were responsible for his early death. 
But anyway, so that's why I'm explaining to you. But you know, it was years, years down the road. And if you'd asked me, did I have unforgiveness? Was I in bitterness toward those people? I would have told you, no, I don't think so. But that day, it came to me by the Spirit of God, and I heard his, Him impress in my heart that I had not released those people from what I felt like was something they had done to cause his death. Well, number one, he did what he wanted to do, and he did what he was happy doing, and that's what he wanted to do. So it, it wasn't their fault. And he could have taught them, and they could have prayed, you know, raised up groups like we have here that pray one for another, that, you know, he didn't have to do everything. Uh, you know, he really, you know, God grew that church where he was, but it could only grow so far. I mean, he took it from almost nothing to probably about 250 people for a, a small church like that. That was a big deal, you know. And uh, so if he had known the things that we've learned about empowering people to do ministry rather than one person trying to do it, but he, he didn't know that. And so I had to go to the Lord and I had to ask him to cleanse me from that unforgiveness and that I release that congregation. There were, there were precious people in that church. You know, I grew up with them. I, you know, was with them, and I, I still see some of those people. Actually, the other uh, day I was at a funeral home, and one of uh, the congregants from my dad's church was there, and we talked for a few minutes, you know. And so... But I didn't feel any unforgiveness then. I didn't feel, you know, bitterness toward, toward them. But I had to release them, and I had to get forgiveness. And so when I say there are things in your life, now, do I think you need to dig around to try to find something? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being open if you feel like there's hindrances to your prayers and you're not getting from the Lord, uh, you know, sometimes you just need to stand, but sometimes there are hindrances, there are obstacles that obstruct God getting an answer to you. And when that happens, let Him examine you. Now, I think it's a good idea. I do. You can do what you want, but I think it's a good idea. Maybe from time to time, not all the time, not trying to dig around in your life and condemn yourself and that, but just sit before the Lord and not, not praying in tongues and not praying and asking for this, that, and the other, but just say, God, I come before you, and if there's anything that is blinding me to the truth in my life and about situations, if there's anything that blinds me, I ask you to help me to see. I ask if, if there's that unforgiveness, if there's bitterness, if, if there's people that, uh, you know, that I don't, I don't really realize that, that I'm holding these grudges or whatever it may be against. I ask you, show me that, Lord. Show me that. And you know what? He will show you. 
He will reveal to you if there. I found, just like I said about this situation with my dad, I found when I was 19, 20, 21, around in there, I probably couldn't hear God. I couldn't hear Him. But, you know, you get further away, you get more mature in your faith and that kind of thing, and then you begin to hear God. But, but then as you grow and, and, and you move further down the road in the Lord, then to have those times where you come before God and you say, God, just show me. Am I blind to something? Am I not seeing anything? That could help you in relationships. Did you know that? Show you your blind spots. Oh, well, I don't have any. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm talking to the person on the other side of you, not to you then. I don't believe that, do you? I believe that we all can be blinded to certain things. Amen. Okay, so God wants to answer our prayers, but sometimes there's things that stand in the way, and one of those things is forgiveness, and it's not always clear, maybe, that there is unforgiveness in our life. It could be cloaked and hidden from us, but God wants to uh, reveal and show us things. Amen? Getting before Him periodically and allowing Him to open your eyes, open your heart, and to see anything that you need to see. And then right there in your prayer closet, right there before the Lord, take care of it. Well, you know, I've, I've got to, it's got to be a big to-do, and I've got to, no. He said, when you stand praying, forgive. So you don't have to have a certain stance. You don't have to have a certain place. You don't have to have, you know, the atmosphere to be a certain way. You take care of it right then. When you stand praying, you forgive. You release it and you let it go. And, you know, I talk about this often, but some, of, um, some people may be brought up in a family where forgiveness is not extended quickly. It's something, you know, maybe in the family, they held on to, you know, their, what you did and how they didn't like it and the unforgiveness if they, you know, they'd hold on to it for a little while. Don't be like that. When you stand praying, forgive, release, break that cycle, break that generational thing. There's things in families that, that father, fo follow us. They follow us. And unless you deal with that, and see, when, when I say that, I'm not talking about your family is evil. There are things about my family, things about your family that, that maybe weren't pleasing to the Lord, not scriptural, not the way it needed to be. That doesn't mean they're evil people. They could be. I mean, who knows? I don't know. But it just means that if you want to break a cycle, you know, I've talked to you a lot about poverty and lack and that kind of thing and how those spirits stay in a family line and they get you to do things the same way your family did. If you, if you can't save and you can't 
do the right kinds of things with your finances. You spend, you know, okay, I've got uh, $200 instead of putting uh, $50 in the bank and doing this and doing that. I'm going to go buy this. See, that it's like a poverty cycle. You have to spend everything you've got. See, that gets in a family line. Now, that doesn't have anything to do with unforgiveness, but it's still the truth there, and it can help you. It can help you break a cycle of poverty off of your life. I remember reading an article, and I mean, it's just like, do you ever just have something and it just is like a lightning bolt? You know, it just, you see. And I read the article about people that are in the poverty cycle and they just keep doing the same things and they don't change their practices when it comes to money and they don't do the things that let them acquire and build up, but they keep spending every single penny that they have. And you can't do that. You gotta tithe, you gotta put back in savings, you know, if you have an emergency fund, you know, all those things. Find out about it, you know, get you a book and do some research on it and change your situation if that could be where you are. All right. Um, then I want to talk about another thing, and I've got to hurry. Um, you can forgive and, and really release and let things go, but how many of you know that the hurt can still be there? The hurt can still be there, and in that hurt is where that you can be pulled back into that thing. Um, I've had situations where I felt like I was just crushed, hurt. And, and there you know, could be a person, not could be, there was a person attached to it. And the things that they said and the things that they did were ugly and hurtful. And uh, you know, I had to move past that though. I had to move past it. But still, I did release it, I did forgive, but the hurt was still there. And so every time I would see those people or be around those people, there was the hurt. And that was the invitation back again into unforgiveness. And so you have to work your way through that. And so what do, what do you do? Well, if I had to forgive every time I saw them, I would just keep doing it. Lord, I've forgiven them. I've forgiven them. I, I refuse to give in to that hurt. I refuse to give in to that. I'm not going to be a person, you know, that lives in perpetual hurt and offense all the time. I'm just not going to do it. I release them and I let them go. They're yours to deal with. You know what they did? You deal with them. It's not, it's, I, can't, I can't change them. I can't make them be different. And, you know, sometimes people don't mean to hurt you. Did you know that? They don't mean to hurt you, but they might hurt you. And you, you take an offense against what they did, even though they didn't mean it. I've had people say things to me, and, you know, I just wanted to turn and smack them. I, well, you want me to be honest? It's the truth. I didn't say I did it. I said I wanted to, the flesh. You understand the flesh? No, you don't ever get that way, do you? No. But I didn't give in to that. 
I didn't allow it to take over my life. And, and you know, I've even thought, my goodness, talk about lack of social skills. I tell you, in, in, in the, the society today, People don't know how to act, and it's not just outside the church, it's inside. You know, I talked not too long ago to some of the staff, and I, th- I told them, we need to talk about some social skill interactions. We need to talk about that inside the body, because it's just like I said, somebody came up to me and said something, and it's like, did you even hear what you said? And obviously they didn't because I don't think they're, I don't think they meant to say something that was offensive to me, but it was. So we need to learn. We need to learn how to interact. You know, if you don't, if you, if you, if you haven't, you know, been taught a lot of social skills and graces and, and that kind of thing, get a book and read it. You know, I, it's, it's really something. When I was in school, don't give me a book. I mean, I had to read because you have to, but don't give me a book. But now it's like I, I want to read everything, you know, good things. I'm not talking about putting bad things in my spirit and my mind, but I just want to read. I want to learn, don't you? I think that's the Holy Spirit in us. I think that's what that is. Okay, so when you have that hurt, even though you've forgiven, don't allow the unforgiveness to develop again in your spirit. The consequences to not forgiving is the Father not forgiving us. Well, that's unacceptable, isn't it? Because we all are needy people. We need our sin forgiven. We need to be able to go to the Father in our time of need and know that He's going to hear us. And the things that we want, the things that we desire that He talks about here— We will not receive them. It will be hindered in our life if we do not forgive. And that is so very important. You know, you might uh, go out of here tonight and tomorrow, you may face an opportunity to release and forgive people. Make sure that you do so that God can forgive you. Amen. Psalm 66, 18, the last thing I'm going to talk about. It says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Let's say that together. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now, this iniquity can be all kinds of things, but unforgiveness would be one of these iniquities, okay? But it can be lots of other things too. But he said he will not hear hear you. Can you just imagine standing before the Father and you're, you're, you're crying out to God, you're calling out to the Lord for those things that you need, that you desire, that you want in your life, and all of a sudden, you, He doesn't hear you. He doesn't hear what your words are saying to Him. He doesn't hear what you're asking Him. That's a scary thought to me. I don't want that to happen to you. I think it would wake us up real quick if we realized he wasn't hearing us. Amen? So we forgive, and when we stand before the Father, we know that he will forgive us of anything that we need forgiveness for or the things that we need from God. Amen? 
Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.